Yeah, good morning, everyone. It is Tuesday, August 30, the Big Sports Breakfast, Sky Sports Radio, and a very good morning to you wherever and however you are listening. And the US Open is underway over there at Flushing Meadows. We've got Nick Kyrgios and Tanasi Kokonakis, the two Aussies, up against each other later this morning. And uh, in that market, you've got Kyrgios, a $1.18 favourite with Tab Kokonakis, $5. Alex Demonor's out on court at the moment. And uh, we've got the teams listed later today for the final round of the NRL. And it's going to be fascinating to see what happens there. Uh, reports even with Penrith looking up to a dozen players that uh, were named in their side last week. Uh, reported to probably be rested for their trip to Townsville. They're getting a charter flight home as well. And what do Souths and the Roosters do as well with both sides uh, all but certain to not finish top four? And therefore, how do you play this morning to your lots? Uh, it'll be interesting to see what these two clubs in particular do. I'm not surprised at all. I don't think anyone is that Penrith might have mass restings. But uh, Souths and the, the Roosters, how do you think they'll play it? Oh, it depends on the workload of the players. Um, you know, the ones that have been involved in State of Origin, the ones that have played every game this season, the ones that may be carrying a bit of a, a niggling injury. I think you've just got to treat every individual on its own merits and, uh, you know, see how they're, they're, they're travelling. I mean, there'd be some players that are due for a rest. Um, look, I've always been a fan of wanting to play uh, rather than resting. Um, in, in particular, if I've got nothing wrong with me, different if I've had a, a slight niggle. But I just feel as though you have that match practice, you have the confidence, you get through the game and you you think you've got the best preparation you can do going into a final series. That's the way I always thought about it. Um, but if I did have an injury, I was one to, to try and rest up as well to try and get the body right. But I, I think they've just got to see how every individual is feeling. I don't know about resting 13 players, even if you gave them minimum minutes. I'd, I'd, I'd be concerned if you, if, you, if you rested them all this week, then you play one semi-final, then you have another week off if you win that first week of the finals. You've got a guy like Nathan Cleary who hasn't played a, a lot of football. Um, you know, uh, Luai hasn't played a lot of football lately. Guy like Isaiah Yo who hasn't missed too much football, yeah, definitely give him a wrist. Appy Corrissau got injured last week, you'd give him a rest. Uh, Fisher Harris has missed two games, I think, with Penrith uh, leading into the finals. He should be well rested. So I, I think you've just got to have a look at it on an individual basis and, and see. I, I just wouldn't be having a, a blanket rule where my starting 13, I'm just not going to play them this week. Pup. Morning, boys. How are you? Morning to our listeners. Well, thank you. Uh, I'm very much on the side of keep playing, even as a team. I think Tedesco said it beautifully around the Roosters. They have finally got some momentum playing good footy. Everyone knows their role. Everyone knows their place. I reckon if you were in that place, in that position, um, you want another victory, you want some more confidence, and you want as many of your your frontline players playing as possible. As, as Loz said, as long as they're not injured, um, I would be picking as close to a full-strength team as possible. Um, yeah, I reckon that's underrated. You hear a lot of athletes talk about, oh, you know, you can have a 1,000 training sessions, but there's nothing like playing. And I think this is this is a great example. And the whole you risk someone getting injured, you risk someone getting injured every training session. So there's no difference to playing, in my opinion. But yeah, when I, certainly when it comes to cricket, I was all for if we had, you know, you talk about a, a World Cup, the best preparation we had was that slow build as, you know, you're trying, ideally you're trying to play your best 11 all the way through the, the World Cup. But each game, you build momentum, you get more confidence. Come finals time, you're hitting your peak. And I think that's what these these uh, NRL teams will, will certainly want. Well, I'd be surprised if they, as you say, Loz, if you're going to rest that amount of players, I would be extremely surprised. Yeah, I think... Just... And I think that will affect... If Penrith do that, I think they're taking a big risk. Yeah, I think you've just got to treat them all differently, Mido. There's, there's mm. some players there that need a rest. There'll be other guys that are jumping out of their skin. I couldn't imagine Jerome Luan not wanting to play this weekend. I mean, he spent, what, five weeks on the sideline. He comes back for a game. He's fit. He's fresh. He, he plays one more game, goes to the semi final. If they win that first week of the final, he's got another week off. So I, I, I would assume that he may, may play 
40 minutes. They might look to protect him that way, but I, I, would, I wouldn't see him missing this weekend's game of football if he's fit. I think you've got to play a guy like Jerome Luai. But as I said, there's other guys there that haven't had too many rests throughout the season. You probably can afford to rest those guys. Tab's priced it in because uh, the Cowboys have gone from $1.50 yesterday, assuming there already were going to be restings, into $1.20, the Cowboys. And Penrith now out to $4.60, and they were $2.60 yesterday. So, and the line's out to 15 and a half. Penrith the plus. It's just so weird to see them with such a big line. But uh, So the traders at Tab are pretty much priced in that there will be significant restings uh, there at the Panthers for that trip to Townsville. I was just looking at the premiership market as well yesterday, just on the Cowboys. They're they, unwanted, aren't they? Are they a bit disrespected, Loz? Penrith, two twenty five, Melbourne, $6. Cronulla, 7 the Roosters, 8 Parramatta, 10 North Queensland, $13. Then you go to Souths at $15. Canberra, 67 Brisbane, write your own ticket. Well, so they've been like that. Favorites. They've been like that all season. Yeah, I agree. They've been like that in the market all season. And it's always been Penrith and it's been Melbourne. And because of the start of the year, a lot of people were on the Roosters. Roosters. So, so the hold is on those three teams. And then you started to get South when they got on a bit of a run, starting to attract plenty of money. The other team that's always attracted money is Parramatta. Parramatta, yeah. Parramatta have always been there. But the Sharks and. The Cowboys, punters, I think, are still concerned about them winning a competition. And there is not a lot of money on those two teams. Because when you look at Cronulla and the Cowboys, they're fighting for second spot this week. And the Cowboys nearly double the price than the Sharks. Well, there's more money on the Cowboys to win the comp than there is the Sharks. Mm. But But it's minimal. But the traders, the bookmakers, want to take no risks with Cronulla. So that tells me that, you know, the the number crunches in the trading floor at Tab think Cronulla can make the grand final. Well, they might, yeah, but the punters don't. Hmm. So there's more money on the Cowboys to win the competition than there is yep. on the Sharks. And, and it's minimal too, by the way. I think it's I think the last I heard last week was around four percent of the money was on the Cowboys, and I think three on the three of the total was on the, the, the Sharks. So look, I I just don't think Teams are con- uh, people are convinced that those two teams have enough big name strike players when it matters. Yeah, well, uh, the Cowboys. If you a believer, I'll tell you what, their value thirteen dollars. But let's face it, they're all chasing the Panthers, aren't they? Two dollars twenty five. They're the defending premiers, well and truly favourites at the top of the market. Uh, counting down to the AFL finals this week as well. And it all starts Thursday night. Now, the significance of Thursday night's game between Brisbane and Richmond and Dustin Martin expected finally back for the Tigers. Uh, they're $1.70 favourites too for this elimination final, travelling to the Gabba. And the Lions are $2.15. The winner of that game will play the loser of the Melbourne-Sydney Swans game in week two of the finals. And, uh, you know, we're obviously very hopeful the Swans will win this game and host a prelim. But Richmond concerns me. (laughs) You don't want to be playing Richmond, I don't think, uh, in a a semi-final the week after. I know it'll be in Sydney should the Swans lose this week. The Swans are $2.80 outsiders travelling to the MCG to play the Demons, $1.46. But with Dusty back and just knowing their credentials of the last three, four years, of course, the premierships they've won, etc., uh, they're the sort of to- team that can turn it on, particularly with Tom Lynch kicking goals for fun again. Oh, well, you've got Tom Lynch up forward. You've got Jack Rewalt. You get Dusty back. And the Brisbane Lions haven't been in great form the last few weeks. And they're starting to get some injuries. They've got some suspensions, um, which will knock them around. And when you talk about some of their best players that they'll be missing this week's semi-final but they are playing at home and that's a big advantage for the the um the Lions up there in in Queensland they'll get you know 40 odd thousand people to the to Gabba if it holds 40,000 um it'll be packed they get up there and support them but it hasn't held too many fears of late for opposition sides and we know with Richmond they've got big match players getting Dusty back will certainly help them um, I think there was a big out for Lions yesterday. One of their defenders, I think Marcus Adams. 
Yeah. Uh, looks like being out for the season with concussion. Mm. He suffered a serious knock against Carlton in round 21. So um, that's a big loss for them. And uh, look, I, I really don't know who will win this game. But do you think that the Tigers, if they can produce their best football against an undermanned Lions, they should be winning this game? And Geelong and Collingwood, they reckon there'll be about 90,000 there at the MCG on Saturday afternoon twilight. Geelong $1.39 favourites, the Pies $3.10, and Fremantle and the Western Bulldogs, the other elimination final this weekend. $3.48, the Dogs $2.65. We'll have a full preview with Croft Thursday morning. Uh, in about half an hour's time, in fact less, just after the 6 o'clock news, we're going to speak to Australian Sevens player Stu Dunbar who's a Riverina boy from the Sydney Uni Club who uh, went into that seven squad early this year. And yesterday, Australia's men, who have, uh, let's face it, been in the shadow of the women's side as far as success is concerned on the seven circuit, won their first World Series title yesterday. And uh, the World Series began in 1999. They did it in L.A., in the final event of the season where they had to finish third in that tournament to secure... Uh, the title, and they had a semi-final loss to Fiji, and then they beat Samoa 21 to seven. And uh, well done to well certainly Rugby Australia would be very happy because they swapped the coaches as well, the men's and the women's coaches heading into the season after both the teams pretty well bombed out in the Tokyo Games 12 months ago. John Menenti, who was coaching the women's team, went to the men's, and Tim Walsh, who uh, was leader of the well, coach of the women's side when they won in Rio back in 2016, went to the men's. He went back to the women's side and uh, both are now top of the tree after the men's performance yesterday. But Stewie Dunbar wants to talk Juni Diesels with you, Loss, so get ready for that. Not a problem, mate. I can talk Juni Diesels with him. He's elite and greeny, is he? Oh, don't, yeah, Riverina boy. Riverina you boy. I'll, I'll go, yeah, not sure exactly where from. but Well, I did a big, bit of digging last night on Stu. I've got contacts with the Australian seven sides. Ah, okay, there you go. So I've done a bit of digging. Because he's so up he and wants, about. If he's up and about and he wants to get a little bit chirpy, <laughs> I've got some things to bring him back down to Very good by you. No, no, he loves his horses. He reckons he's going to have a winner for us. Apparently well. he's a big supporter of the Big Sports Breakfast mm-hmm. too, I believe. He listens when he's mm-hmm. here in Australia. So no, looking forward to talking to Big Stewie. I think they might have celebrated long and hard in LA last night as well as so they should. should. So, so well done to the Australian men's seven side. So maybe just the wheel turning a bit as we head towards the Wallabies and Springboks, of course, take two this weekend at the brand new Allianz Stadium on Saturday night. Joseph Swali'i on the back page of the Daily Telegraph and uh, rugby's 10, well, the, the main headline here, tug of war chests, rugby's $10 million play for teenager is one headline and another one, money over bunnies for Joseph. And, uh, well... Rugby Australia, he won't be the only one. They've got, obviously, the World Cup they're hosting here in 2027, Australia, and also the 2025 British and Irish Lions Tour. So uh, get ready for Rugby Australia to start making plays at some of these, well, certainly young talent in the NRL that had a big pedigree in rugby coming through the juniors, and Swali, he will be top of the list there. Uh, and also the other headline here, and naturally heading into a South Roosters game, there's uh, always headlines to be made over players who've played for the other club previously. And we know Swali, he was one, and Shane Richardson, who was uh, head of football there previously at South, said that, uh, well, they just couldn't match the Roosters' offer. They didn't want him to go, but the Roosters offered him too much cash. And that was that, according to Shane Richardson. But... Uh, He's just been so good this year, hasn't he, Swart Lee? Oh, he's, been uh, he's getting into the tough stuff. That's what you love about him this year. It's such a young kid. And oh, uh, playing on the wing, presence. coming in big and presence. really giving it. Some of his tackles this year, his, his defence has been... Well, that's the hardest thing is to read defence as an edge player, and in particular on the wing. You've got to make good choices, and he's doing that at the moment. But the way he carries the ball out of yardage is exceptional. You know, he, He's such a big guy. He's a physical presence. Um, he's only a young man, but he doesn't shy away from contact. And that's what you want in a, in a tough game. And in particular, you know, when you're coming into semifinals, you want those uh, back five for your team to do a lot of yardage sets. You need to ma- uh, make sure they're getting a lot of, or doing a lot of work coming out of trouble. And Suwali, 
uh, does that for for the Roosters. But he, he'd be a good pickup for the rugby union. There's no doubt about it. And you know, if they're talking about two million dollars a year for five years, that's a a big offer for a young man. And he played rugby union as a kid. He went to to Kings. Um, out there in Parramatta. Uh, he's played both sports. He could have been a basketballer. He's just one of these exceptionally talented mm. kids that whatever he picked up, he would have been good at. Mm. If he picked up a cricket bat, he would have been very good cricketer. He's just an exceptional athlete. And, you know, the Roosters will be doing well if they can hold on to him long term. How much, Pup, do you reckon a club gets for winning the Premiership in prize money? NRL. The NRL, from the NRL. If you win the NRL Premiership, Win the grand final. How much do you reckon you get in prize money? Oh, Stab in the dark. Five million? $200,000. What? Yeah. It's low, isn't it? And the 200 back, grand. The back page of the, the It always Herald. has been. It always has been lower than what you think. But I think it's been affected because of COVID the last couple of years, hasn't it? I think it's been halved. I think it was, I think it was around half a million bucks or something from memory. Yes, yeah, halved uh, during the 2020 COVID yeah. halt. But what yeah. do you get for winning a World Cup, cricket World Cup? I reckon that's millions, US as well. Yeah, you should get a big financial incentive Definitely. for winning a premiership. Yeah, what do you get? What do you get for minor premiership? Do you in the NRL? Do you get anything for that? Not sure. Because again, I think to you me, do. I think there is a, maybe a hundred thousand yeah, dollars. To me, winning the grand final is much bigger than minor premiership. Yeah, so here in Australia, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'd yeah, like yeah, to think there's a significant difference, but 500 grand, even that, I don't reckon 500 grand's enough for for an NRL club. Get I seven think figures. If, well, yeah, when well, Loz has said yeah, it a million bucks. times, it's so hard to win a grand final. You hear hmm. teams talk about it all the time. So to me, there should be a huge financial reward. Yes, so the Roosters, according to this article in the Herald, which Adam Pengilly, our man's co-written with Michael Chemer. So Panthers boss Savage's NRL finals prize money. Brian Fletcher there, the uh, Penrith CEO, saying that you know, it's just embarrassing, the prize money levels, yep. 200000 for the Premier this year. And uh, according to this article, yes, the Roosters back in 2019, pre the COVID uh, lockdown, had 400000 yeah. so It's, it's always been discussed about the fact that it's Even that's not never been a lot of money, the minor premiership, and... To reward players with minor premierships and to win the competition, it should be significantly higher. Definitely. Um, but for whatever reason, we haven't sort of moved down that path. And there should be a bonus if you win both, I reckon. If you're good enough to win the minor premiership and go on and win the GF, mm. I reckon that should be your maximum. Welcome back to the Big Sports Breakfast. We've got Australian men's sevens player, Stu Dunbar coming up shortly from LA after they clinched the World Series title yesterday. Now, Alex Dimonor on court, 7-5. He's won the first set against his Serbian opponent, Krijinovic. 7-5-1 love. He is up in uh, his match there. So Alex Dimonor with Kokonakis and Kyrgios to play later this morning. Uh, now, in that quarter of the draw, the uh, Kyrgios-Kokonakis quarter of the draw... Uh, Roberto Bautista Agu, who's had success against Kyrgios previously in a Grand Slam, has been beaten by the world number 87 American JJ Wolf. So it's all underway there at Flushing Meadows as it stands. Now, uh, just another headline we didn't get to on the back pages of the paper. At a stretch, Wallabies focus pays dividends on the back page of the Herald. And uh, Rennie on notice too, says David Campisi on the back page of the Daily Telegraph. So even after that win last week, a lot of people still not convinced about the Wallabies, even though they were superb at Adelaide Oval on Saturday, 25-17. to 17. But they've won one of their last 10 tests in Sydney. So in the heartland, one of their last 10. That was against Samoa. There was a draw against Argentina in there as well. So the heat is on very quickly heading into the return Gee, test at Allianz. Well, obviously, they'll take confidence out of winning that game at Adelaide. But when they run out there on Saturday night at this new stadium with 40,000 people... You're feeling there, 10 foot tall. Mate, they will. I think they're a decent price. $2. They outsiders again? Yeah, they're outsiders again. $2.05. It's just so hard to back two weeks in a row. What about over there in the other test in New Zealand? Like Argentina. Talking about you know, no one giving Argentina a chance in the first game. They're $5.20 
The All Blacks were a dollar three, and Argentina eleven dollars in but that you first couldn't, test. You couldn't go into the All Blacks at a dollar fourteen after what they've done this year. Surely they win this week, but I'll, no, well, you no, think they'd right. win, but you're not going to fall into them at that price. No, nah. not the way they're going at the moment. Something's not right there. Nick White got heckled yesterday at the airport by South African fans for his theatrical performance, obviously, on Sunday afternoon. The, the South Africans, are they are blowing up. They want public apologies carrying on, seriously. South African fans forget about some of the old grubby tactics they've had themselves with the likes of Bucky's Boita. I saw Butch James, their former fly half, who used to not exactly cover, cover himself in glory either getting on his high horse over there. So Nick White's walking through Adelaide Airport and a few blokes in green jumpers were giving it to him. I can't remember too many South African players, but the ones I do remember, um, oh, the blonde-headed captain, what was his name? Francois Pina. Pina, yeah. Yeah, he was a tough man. Oh, they had some blokes very... Very good at the dark arts. Cornet Krigger's another one, former captain and flanker. I played against a... Um, South African rugby union player when he went to the Sharks, Tian Strauss. Tian Strauss, yes. And he was a big man and a good fella, a really good mm. fella, but one of the biggest blokes you've ever come across. And uh, he played a number of years there with the Sharks. He was a international with the with the Springboks. Um, nice man. I, I don't know whether he's still around here in Sydney or he moved back to to South Africa, mm. but um, yeah, he was he was a tough guy. Well, yesterday. Historic moment for the Australian men's seven side. They sealed their World Series title. Uh, they just needed to finish third in that series finale in LA, and they did exactly that. They beat Samoa to clinch third, 21-7. to So over the course of the season, they win it. And that series has been going since 1999. And joining us now from LA, a Riverina product from the Sydney Uni Club uh, since moving down here. And, uh, well, he went and joined that seven squad Early this year, ahead of the Spain event, Stu Dunbar joining us from LA. G'day, Stu. G'day, boys. How are we? Yeah, really well, thanks, mate. And congratulations on the achievement. I mean, describe the elation amongst the squad. I saw a horrendous rendition of We Are The Champions, so you've certainly been lapping it up. Yeah. Uh, The uh, singing wasn't too good, but it was absolute euphoria in the change rooms there. Uh, we actually had to wait after the game for the final to be played. But uh, there wasn't too much being paid attention to the game on the uh, the finals, which the Kiwis took out. But, yeah, that's that's why I'm still playing for rugby, for those moments in the change rooms mm. with your teammates. Love it. Stu, congratulations, buddy. More importantly, describe the celebrations. Are your boys still going or what? Well, <laughs> not so long ago. Yeah. But, I was out in the Cali. I was out um, in Cali last night. Every time I bought a round, I kept trying to drop your name, pup, and then they they charge me double. <laughs> Don't let them rip you off, buddy. Happens to me every day. They do it in here to me. These two boys. Yeah, they get you every day. Mate, they won't have a shout. These two. Loza, no Loza. Ah, Loza's as tight as they come, mate. No, he's a junior diesel. I don't care what he is. He's a tight ass. Stewie, don't believe a word he says, my friend. <laughs> don't believe a word I word he says. But congratulations, mate. Your family must be proud. Yeah. Yeah, no, it was a special moment for for, for all of us. Um, yeah, we worked really hard for it. A lot of uh just came down to being consistent over the whole series because uh, it accumulates your points. And um, as Mino said there, first time in 21 years, the men's program, it, uh, we've won. So... We actually only won one event, but we're very consistent over the whole season, which um, yeah, saw us take out the series by two points, which was yeah. awesome. Through this series, mate, was there a stage where I guess you felt the team just made that switch to, you know, we we want to win versus, you know what, we're good enough here? It was, and that's what the coach just kept saying to us, um, our coach, Johnny Menenti. He just kept preaching to us that the, the side was good enough. It was mm. more about us believing and uh, recognising that we can actually win this. And came down to that last game. We talked about the clutch moments. Last game, it was all on the line there. We had to beat Samoa there in that the third. And, yeah, 
got it done, which was, yeah, it was amazing. Stewie, tell us a bit about your journey to becoming a sevens player, mate. I'm a bit of a late bloomer. So, um, yeah, played my footy at Sydney. Well, well started with the junior diesels, obviously, was. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, came up to Sydney, played for Sydney Uni, and then made my way. Had a year down in Melbourne with the, with the Rebels and then found my way into the Sevens program. So had about three years there now and absolutely love it. I mean, great lifestyle, get to travel the world and um, yeah, train full time. So I love it. Tell us about, I guess, some of the emerging players that we should be keeping an eye on around Australian rugby out of the Sevens program. I see Dietrich Roach is one of those probably, Stu. Yeah, absolutely. We had the awards night last night and the three nominees for Rookie of the Year were all Aussies. So we got some ex- really exciting talent. Dietrich Roach, I think he was top point scorer for the whole series. Corey Tool, and who's an absolute freak, who's actually heading to the Brumbies, which is disappointing for us, but great for Australian rugby. And the other one was Henry Patterson. So all three nominees, all from our team. So it's looking good. I'll tell you what, Stewie, you've got a tight group of mates because I did a, tried to do a bit of research on you last night. And I was ringing you around and, mate, no one would give me anything on you. Couldn't get any goss. No. <laughs> Couldn't get anything. Oh, they did tell me a couple of things, but I can't, <laughs> can't say it on radio. <laughs> <laughs> you right, boy. <laughs> no, you did get stuff. You, you just can't say it. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. exactly right. Yeah. You just can't say it. Yeah. I wouldn't do it to Stu. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you, you group nine, boys. about it over the lazy Susan that the Chinese at Juni was. That's exactly right. We stick solid. <laughs> stick solid, Chinese brother. Chinese in Australia there, isn't it? Uh, What's that? Yeah. Best Chinese in Australia, Juni. Oh, Mate, have you had it there? At the, have you had it there at the club? Ah, uh, you know what? The last time I had Chinese at the club, I would have been fourteen, <laughs> seventeen, sixteen. Laws, <laughs> tell tell Stu your story about when you were home last, which is recently, only a few weeks ago, yeah. and you got the courtesy bus out of the park. Oh, oh Stu, this is from this the is commercial. For, I was at the commercial, and I was yeah. staying at my mate's house, and I. I Forgot, I did, didn't get my, have my bearings, you know. I thought I was in the red cow. So they said, last drinks, the courtesy bus is going. So I jumped on the courtesy bus. Oh, my God. And I did a lap around town. And then I, they said, where, where are you getting off? And I said, well, there. That's where I'm staying. And I was staying 20 metres from the commercial. So I did a lap around town. I just wanted to check the venue. And went back, check and went back, went back to the same pub. <laughs> I had to get out, so I, I just lost my way, you know. Oh, sober, of no, course. Mm. It, ha- it can happen there at Janine. Oh, it can happen. It's a big town. It's a happening. Uh, did you, as long as you got the uh, had a quick stop in at Ray Rabs at the statue. <laughs> well, Rabs is on the other <laughs> side of town. We drove past Rabs, and I gave him you a have salute. A wave. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you got it. Stu, where are the sevens at, mate? Is it, again? I, you know, we talk about um, the Wallabies in here regularly. Um, just in and around young boys and young girls and, you know, winning, you know, the series like this, does this build the attention that you think the Sevens needs? Yeah, I think it does. And, I mean, the women obviously won the World yeah, Series amazing, as well. Yeah. And, yeah, and they've done amazing. So um, for the men to back that up, it's been a massive year for the Sevens. And it's a great program. I mean, anyone who's played the Sevens knows it's a tough game, but... It just hones your skills, which is which. Which, if you want to push into the fifteens, it's a great uh, pathway. Yeah, I mean, okay. if you have to, if if, you, if you're going to throw a pass, you have to throw it twenty meters. If you're going to make a tackle, it's got to be one on one. But it just hones in your skills, and it really can project you if you want to go into the fifteens game. So I think that it can be a great link there with the fifteens, which they're trying to do. So I think it's heading in the right the right way. So what's next then, Stu? Um, a Bloody Mary. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Extra spicy, please. <laughs> When's the next tournament? Because it pretty no. much just rolls around, or have you got a good break now? Yeah, so that's the end of the series, but we've got uh, the Sevens World Cup. Ah, uh, yes. Which um, obviously comes around every four years, like all the World Cups. So we're, we're here for one more day, soak up a bit more sun, and then we fly to Cape Town tomorrow. Oh. And then the, and then we have 
10 days there prep and roll into the World Cup there, which the women compete in as well. And I'm sure you'll be cheering on your old club, Sydney Uti, in another Shoot Shield grand final against Gordon this weekend. Death, taxes, and uni winning premierships, mate. Oh, that's a sickening <laughs> yeah. Okay, this is... Well, what this about the diesels? About Don't leave the diesels out. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, no. That's just a given, the diesels. Yeah. No, we, we, we beat them all in Group 9. Uh, when we've got a yeah. team. We haven't got a team this year. Yeah, can you sort a club out I know, we need to get a club up. You might have to go home for a year. Well, I might have to. We might have to recruit Stu back there. And... Laws, maybe you can, you can coach and I'll come back and play. Well, that well, might now be the we're go. Talking. That now might be talking. the ghost, Huey. He's your coach. He's your captain. <laughs> <laughs> we're on to something. Uh, we've got a question from a listener here. Ask Stewie's thoughts on Matthew Gonzalez, who's uh, in the program there with you guys as well, correct? Yeah, an absolute specimen. The man lives in the gym, and if you, if you can get a look at his rig, <laughs> get it up. Get it on. Get it there. He's, uh, yeah, very Adonis. Wrecked. Okay, right. Well, we've only got the headshots here. Thank, thankfully, yeah, no, his rig just doesn't come up. <laughs> get, get the chest and arms in there. Uh, now, we hear you love your horses. So, I'll tell you what, you better have something for us. I don't care if you're LA. What if, in, LA in LA, what have you got for us today? Look, Anything? I've got, got something special for you. Eduardo is returning this weekend. Yeah. Yep. We're going to multi it with... A young girl playing for the Newcastle Knights, anytime try scorer. Her name's Jessie Southwell. She spent some time in the women's program, and she's gone and play playing for the uh, the Knights now. Loz, can you sort me out something there? I'll sort you something out, Stu. I'll tell you another horse to follow, mate. All right, write this one down. <laughs> Here we go. So, race two at Sandown tomorrow. I have a little share, little investment. In a horse called Foxy Cleopatra, having her first start tomorrow. So, just throw that in your little multi, Stu. That's the good oil, is it? Well, it might be a little oh, bit short for tomorrow, $1,400. $3.70, second favourite lot. Second favourite? Yep. Second. Jeez. Friends, mm, pup, horse running around there. She's just taking a spell at the moment. She'll be back. I reckon she's about two weeks away. Pretty wild. Watch you go. Yeah, two weeks away. Let her rest up. Yeah. She's just, she's just chilling. She's just sunning herself. Yeah. She, a bit of weight on. Yeah. Pup will uh, wait for some $10 million race or something, and then, <laughs> then she'll be back. Uh, Stu, great to talk. Back in the spring racing, though, isn't it? So what was that? Sorry, mate? So how good is it to be oh, in the spring yeah. racing? And the weather's just starting to turn, you can feel as well. So the good horse is all coming back, and, yeah, mate, it's all in full swing. So bring it on. Hopefully we'll see you at the track sometime. But uh, congratulations once again, Stu, and uh, enjoy and good luck in the World Cup there in Cape Town coming up as well, mate. Thanks for your time. Yeah, cheers, boys. Love the program. Good on you, Stu. Thanks, Stewie. So Loz has just let this sizable cat out mm. of the bag this morning, that all of a sudden, envious of Pup's success, mm. on the quiet, the very quiet I might add, you've just sat there in the background plotting his downfall and your, uh, your rising, mm. and you've gone into some horse, which is debuting tomorrow, and we hear about it now. You're a disgrace? Mm. Well, Explain I, yourself. Well, I don't want all the attention being on the Pup stuff. Right. I, want, I want the attention to be shared. Keeping right. a secret. So know, I it? was a bit disappointed, and I've been talking about his horse, and I got jealous. So you, you so have, I went have an and, interest. I went and ha- um, got an interest in a horse, uh, thanks to the great Trent Busserton and Natalie Young, uh, great trainers down there in Melbourne. Um, so a mate of mine uh, helped me get involved. Uh, Ryan Pappenhausen is actually in it as well. Oh. So... There's a name drop for you. Yeah, here we go. Here we Pappy. go. Here we go. Um, so legends are in it. Having first you're start, back on, you're back on Melbourne tomorrow, then? hopefully. But she's also been nominated for a race on Thursday. Mm. So just depending on the condition of the track. Now she's bred to go. Um, she's an American Pharaoh uh, filly, so she's going to get out. To she's going to get out to a trip. Okay. So tomorrow might be a little bit short. But I want this segment replayed or recorded. I should say, Jono. Because in 12 months' time, my words will be 
prophetic. Prophetic. So what it will be, <laughs> I am going to tell you right I'm here and now, I'm pup, listening to all right? this. Oh I'm going to tell God. you right here and now. She will be a champion. I, <laughs> you know what? <laughs> I wish her and Jono, you did you record that? Jono, I want you to record that. She will be the next coming of Winx. Love it. Well, I'm not envious or jealous one bit. I hope she is. Well, you I'm can ride you. on my coattails. Mate, I'd love to. You can to. come to the races with me. Look forward to it. Well, I'm just having a look at Where's your... she racing? She's racing at Sandown. No, she's racing tomorrow. at Sandown tomorrow. I'm not going there. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you, we, but I see that she's just got a little nomination in mm. Foxy Cleopatra for Foxy. the Thousand Guineas. Go the Fox. Yeah. So, obviously, the Caulfield Group 1 for the Phillies mm. over the mile. She'll win the I'm Oaks. I'm telling you, boys. She'll win the Oaks. I'm telling you. I've declared okay. it. She, she, okay. It's, this is live. This is being recorded. She'll win the Oaks. Yeah. I'm okay, excited for you. Pricey. I'm excited for you, Daly. She will Just win remember, boys. I've, these are my words. Live on radio. I want them replayed in about three months' time, two months' time. Because I am telling you. We have a superstar. Yep. Well, let's just get on her. Our let's hands. just get her a little win on when's she racing tomorrow. Yeah, three dollars seventy tomorrow. Too short tomorrow. Okay, we're going to have to get a quote for her in the Oaks, the VRC yeah, we'll Oaks. See, that is. See then how big Dicko come... is. See how big Dicko is. Okay. Well, I'll have to send a note to the to the team, and we'll get. Can her you in give that me a hundred to one? Well, come. Do my best, Loz. Futures. You've got a better relationship with, with <laughs> the trading floor at the moment. Um. Uh, yeah. So there you go. That's all I'm telling you, Mido. That's all I'm saying. She will be a superstar. Trent and Natalie (laughs) will get her firing. Get on her. We'll bolt in tomorrow. Well, they've had classic winners of Tabigo. She's winning tomorrow? There's another one. She's not winning tomorrow. No, not winning tomorrow. She's $3.70. I think it's too short for her. Too short for her. All right, there you go. Foxy Cleopatra. Go the Fox. Go the Foxy. Go the Foxy. We've got Doug on the line. Morning, Doug. How are you, mate? Not too bad, thanks, Milo. I just want to talk about uh, Forbes and Dubbo Simpson will be playing the grand final next week. Ah, yes. This is the Peter McDonald Cup, of course, the merged group 10 and 11 competition. That's right, yeah. And one nephew's playing for Forbes, too. Um, Who's Dubbo Sims have only lost, I think, one game all year, haven't they, Doug? That's right, yes, they have, mate, yeah. Yeah, and it, and it should be a Spooner's Oval this week or Dubbo. I don't know where they're going to play at. <laughs> You'd think it'd be at Apex Oval or somewhere like that, wouldn't it? That's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Oh, that's good stuff. So has it been a success, do you feel, that, that competition? I know there's been a lot of debate about the merger heading into it. Oh, a little bit, yeah, maybe. Depends how forms are, you know, the magpies. I live in Falls myself, but, you know, it's a nice place to live in. And the town will get behind them? Yes, they will. They, they all win. They all get in the post office hotel. Oh, good stuff. No, good on you, Doug. I'm sure it'll be a, a great occasion for the town. And uh, yep, being an orange boy, I hope you beat them too. Orange and Dubbo, always pretty big rivals. So <laughs> go the Magpies. Enjoy. Good on you, Doug. Thanks for the call, mate. A lot of support coming in for my horse, you know. <laughs> Go, go for it. What, what is there? Loz, your horse is 101 for the guineas, says Mitch. Loz, the word Robertson. for your horse is pathetic, not perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, have some of that. Jeez, Steve. Unfortunately, the American Pharaohs have been major disappointments in racing Australia. You've done your dough. The no, critic. It's about to change. Buckets more. There's a big opinion of the Foxy. I'm, yeah, I'm there on, you go. I'm on the Foxy. There you go. Uh, Loz, your horse is 101 for the guineas. For the guineas. Mitch from Robbo. Okay, so you've just told us it will win the it Oaks. It will win. It will win the Oaks. Jeez, <laughs> I, I like it, the confidence. So, what, what, so it's 101 for the Guineas. I love it. It'll be 200 for the Oaks. Mate, just double them up. It's that easy. It's that go. easy, Mitch. Never going to race pretty well, is she? No. Nah, different distance. Uh, unlikely. Yeah. Unlikely. Shame. Yeah. That would have been a nice day out. Well, you never know. I would have been cheering your horse on. You would have been kicking me into the ground, hoping I come last. It's where we're different. There's there's one significant difference in us. Mm. I'm I'm hoping your horse is a jet. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. Are you are you hoping mine does okay? <laughs> <laughs> Don't sit there and shake your head at me. <laughs> <laughs> no, 
Oh, in all honesty, no, I do. I hope you have success. <laughs> no, you don't. I do. Just not as good as you. Just yeah, not, just as, not as good as, you. as mine. I'm telling you, this thing is a superstar, Mido. You're a joke. You are a joke. Trent <laughs> You've and just, Natalie. Oh, let, can uh, we get Trent and Natalie on the program? Because I think you're talking absolute I've never heard smack. so much disrespect. He's just declared the champion, the second coming and of And buried Wicks. mine. Well, mate, you, you've had too much. You have oh, success I, everywhere. Oh. You have success off the park, mate, on the park. I'm mate, jealous, all right? I'm, I'm jealous. How dare I have a horse that wins a race? How dare I? Mate, um, you're unbelievable. <laughs> I'm sure I'll have a price for Foxy Cleopatra for the Oaks by the end of the show, Loz. Mm. Um, what's going on in the text line there, though? Uh, here we go, boys. Uh, Loz, I just want your horse to win by a long nose. <laughs> Loz, I'm back in the Foxy Inn Matt from Scone Just got 110 for the Oaks For Foxy Good luck, Loz Go The Badger um, What about so, Loz, having an American pharaoh You'll be in line to win the Ferrari No, nah, it's Justify No, that? Coolmore have a promotion right. That uh, you buy one of the Justify yearlings mm. You uh, And there's a group of races that if you won that, you'd win a Ferrari. If you oh, won right. one of those races that Coolmore have specified right. by buying a Justify Year. Loz cruising in the so, <laughs> radio in his bright red Ferrari. Say, so, no, you're, you're Ameri- yours is an American oh. Pharaoh, not Justify. Buzz Rothfield reports, Loz, jealous of Pup, joins forces with Paps. <laughs> Two years later, Ray Thomas reports, the ex-Melbourne galloper Foxy Cleopatra <laughs> has broken its maiden <laughs> after holding on to win the Gaduga maiden plate. <laughs> Uh, Tiger Ma- Marty. Now, someone said they. Good morning, boys. Yeah, I've watched the trials. Wow is one word to describe it. Trialed super. Mm. There you go. Oh, just you know, well, you've, just you've, a nice little gallop on a heavy ten, you know. Yeah, but as someone else's text in, nothing improves a horse like ownership, <laughs> as we all know. Jamie Rogers, morning to you. Morning, guys. Well, Laws Foxy Cleopatra. You like the name, Jay? I do like the name. Yeah. You can have some fun with that. Did you choose it? No. Didn't think so. It's a good name. It's a very sexy name. Yeah, <laughs> it's a good name. It just suits the ownership group. <laughs> sexy, sexy. Mm. Oh, I just Foxy I can't even cool. dignify that with a response. <laughs> Why? Don't you think it sounds cool, sexy? Well, yeah, but I don't think you are. Young groovy. <laughs> groovy. <laughs> I'm telling you, people will go to the races, so they'll they'll see Foxy running and go, "That's a horse I want to follow. That's a horse." Yeah, we short yeah. the totes. Mate, no doubt about that. People will the people that just pick a horse. Let's, let's see tomorrow. Oh, I'm not expecting. Oh, you're a bit jealous. No, no, <laughs> a little I'm, bit of jealousy. Mate, bit of jealousy I'm, coming I'm, out. I am zero jealousy, zero envy. I'm proud. I'm pumped for you. I this is. I told you this is where we're different. I'll be cheering her on like I'm cheering my own. What time's she on tomorrow? What time? Mid are we on? One thirty-five. One thirty-five. There you go. I'll, That's a good time. I'll, I'll make sure I get home. Yeah. To watch her. I'm not expecting big things tomorrow. Well, I'm I just ex- hope she does well. I'm expecting her to be better over longer. Well, what's okay. the whatever whatever said? Is that what, what, what the trainer said? Yeah, what's the trainer said? <laughs> no, that's what Loz said. I'll, I'll, I'll let you <laughs> know tomorrow. Back? I'll report back tomorrow. <laughs> so when Trent sends the email, email and the Can voice message through, yeah, I love it. I will tell our listeners what to expect. Do you call him T Bus? T Bus, yeah. We'll get T Bus on one day. Yeah. <laughs> Is that what they call him, T-Buzz? Well, you do. I do. I as didn't of now. think of that before. <laughs> um, but yeah, JR, so as I said, Jono, he's recorded the conversation we had earlier. And, yes, um, he has. We're on our way, boys. I we're on our way. Well, the big find dance. out about this Well, as you said, she's the next Winks. So she is yeah. the next Winks. <laughs> <week. laughs> <laughs> Just some small comment. shoes to fill there. Um, boys, just while we're on racing, it came out yesterday, uh, Ray Thomas was reporting in yesterday's Daily Telly, that the Race New South Wales stewards have hit horse owner Damien Flower with a massive 17-year disqualification. So this is off the back of a charge where he has brought the sport into disrepute. And so he's also going to forfeit the prize money that his horses have won since he's been in jail. And he was still able to have his horses while he was in custody as an investigation by New South Wales stewards was conducted. So that's now all finished. So he's also been fined $100,000. And that money is believed to have been held in a trust by Race New South Wales for his cut of his winnings while he was in custody. And 
just a reminder for everyone, he was found guilty of running a cocaine importation ring and he was sentenced in February to a maximum of 28 years in jail. So he is not eligible for parole until 2036 and will not be on the race in New South Wales circuit for a very long time. What else is going on, JR? Well, boys, we've spoken about sports memorabilia on this show before. If anyone has got some old cards lying around that are in some good condition, you might want to have another look at them. A top condition 1952 Mickey Mantle baseball card. Guess how much it's sold for? Oh, it'd be now some it's set outrageous records. amount. Five million or something. $18.4 million at auction. So that's the most that has ever been paid for sports memorabilia. And the record before that was $13.5 million for the jersey of Diego Maradona that he wore when he scored the Hand of God goal in the 1986 World Cup. $18 million for a baseball card. Has your $10 million piece of art that you bought from the Louvre got home yet, Pup? It's on its way. Mm. <laughs> Wasn't quite ten million. Mm. Did you though. buy something from? The I bought Louvre? a. Li- I bought a few things. Yes, <laughs> from Paris. <laughs> Why wasn't I informed of this? Well, you must have missed it on my social. I actually posted a couple of things that I've purchased, but they've got to be put in a container and make. How their long way does home. it take to get home? It'll be about six weeks, I reckon, before it arrives. Right, and and is it a like as big as my laptop, or is it? No, it's probably big as a. Bigger Television than, screen? It's bigger than that. Wow. Yeah, it's massive. So you mm. like your art? Uh, I don't know much about it, yeah. but I do like, yeah, I think you notice it in a in a home. I notice art well, when I walk into a home, but I'm not, I'm not arty, no, well, but I'm trying to learn. Why have I been left out of the loop? Yeah, I don't know, but you'll like it the when you come over, you'll see boys. it. What's going on? You'll see it. Mate, what's you going on? You don't must have seen it on social. Withholding information is not good. I didn't see it. Someone mentioned it who called in, I think. Oh, did they? Yeah. Post your trip. Yeah. Someone mentioned that you were seen purchasing art. So there you go. Fair enough. JR, thank you so much. Yeah, by the way, Jamie. <laughs> Sorry, Jamie. Yeah. By the way, Jay, I went yeah. uh, really Did you know that, JR? But about the art, yeah. I saw some photos on Clarky's Insta. Mm. He posted some pictures and it looked pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, will we see uh, Ruby Kisses back in the races soon? What's the latest? Wednesday there? next week, potentially. Okay. Uh, just Good luck with Ruby, too, JR. <laughs> oh, yeah. Now you'll be supporting yeah, her. Yeah. <laughs> uh, thanks so much, JR. Now, what? just having a look on the Racing New South Wales Twitter page as well. Nowra has been a postponed today. So Nowra postponed. Uh, an inspection of the core stewards revealed the surface to be waterlogged in sections unsafe for racing. So Nowra today postponed. Just looking at Foxy Cleopatra, it's been backed. It's 5.50 into 3.70. So you, not only have you told us, given us late notice on the fact you got a horse and it's <laughs> racing, we've also missed the price. It's five fifty into three seventy. They're not silly, is he? There's no, no deductions in the race yet either, so it's been backed straight off the bat. Straight off the bat, really. Yep. Yeah, I, I, I can't tell you where that money's coming from, Mitter. Apart from your own wallet, I don't know. People might be confident, us oh, poorly. But all I am saying to you, right, this is my opinion, not tomorrow. Yep, she's comfortably best backed in the race so far. She'll be better days. over a distance. That's all I'm saying. Okay, 550 into 370. Loz's horse that we now know about, Foxy Cleopatra. Who are the other Race two at Sandown Can tomorrow. Can we find that out? Uh, well, I'd be, it's a lot of syndi- syndicate names, so Pappy, I'm not your sure. second favourite, Pappy. Mr. Oh, here we are. <laughs> Mr. L.W. Daly. Mm-hmm. Mr. R. Pappenhausen. Oh, yeah, Mr. S.M. Philippec, yeah, some familiar names. Mr. P. Webster, some familiar names in this horse. Familiar names. Cha-ching, yeah, okay, uh, just, there you, you know, go. It's just one of these things, yeah. pup, you know. I love it. I'm excited for you. I can't wait for tomorrow. One thirty-five. Is that what you said? I'll be hiding tomorrow. I'll be <laughs> on the couch jumping. Just remember oh, it to all our listeners, though. Yeah. He, hasn't, he hasn't declared it tomorrow. He's declared no. it for the Oaks. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm going straight to the big dog, the big dance. Yeah, I think it was Chicken Chow, actually, on the text line. Mitch from Robertson, my guess ah. it was Chicken Chow brought up the pub and bought some art. He also knows yeah. which wall it's going yeah, to be he's, on in his house. <laughs> he's actually putting it up once it arrives in the house. Uh, I haven't heard from him for a while. Chicken Is Chow. Is he okay? Last we heard of him, he's in the northern beaches. Mm. Tiling. Tiling up there. Staring through people's windows. <laughs> Tapping people on the shoulder. Yeah.
<laughs> Give us a call, 135353. Send us a text, 0419767272. Fellas, Pat Carrigan spoke yesterday, the Broncos uh, forward, who's set to return from his four-week suspension for their match against the Dragons, must win. Uh, well, they need to win to put the heat on the, the Raiders, of course, on Sunday afternoon against the Tigers. Uh, he was asked about, naturally, the Kevin Walters spray post the big loss to Parramatta last Thursday night, and Carrigan described it as fair and honest. He says criticism from the club greats that uh, went in against them comes from the right place. One of those club greats was Steve Renoff. What about on Twitter? He called the players that were upset about the uh, spray from Kevy Walters, quote, precious, soft, tri- privileged knobs. Toughen up, boys. Well said. As a mister there, has well the great pool. Gordy Tallis smoked him as well. Yep. He came out and said, mate, are you joking? The mm. way you performed, if you're not getting a serve from your coach there, you're never getting one. Yeah, you can't leak 113 mate. points in two weeks and not expect to get a serve Well, from, from a someone. whinge about getting a serve. Yeah. Just stand there and cop yeah. it, even if you disagree, even if it's not the right time. What can you say? Mate, you just <laughs> what do you, what do you say? Yeah. You can't say, well, hang on, I, I <laughs> yeah. went all right, or the team went all right. <laughs> I scored two tries. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't miss a tackle. Yeah. Mate. I didn't give away a penalty. Mate, just get on with it. Yeah. And Carrigan added that attitude is the main thing they need to address. And just watching... Carrigan speak yesterday. I'm thinking, well, he hasn't played. He's come out and you know said we got to fix our attitude. We got a bit of a soft underbelly. I mean, he, you got to have a standing in the side to be able to make those comments about your teammates. And when he you has haven't been playing. Well, he has he's clearly pretty well he respected, has. though, isn't he? Exactly. He, right. is, he, he makes a massive the difference to this team. Yeah, yeah. He, he makes a massive difference to mm. this team. And you'd expect a response from the Broncos this weekend. If they don't, it says a lot about their playing group. Yeah. You know. Oh, for sure. It, it says a lot about them as a group. And as individuals, when they play the Dragons on, on Saturday night, and, and they need, need to turn up and, and play well. And he will make a difference, Carrigan, because you think he's one of these players that gives everyone a bit more confidence. You know, you've got a bit more of a spring in your step when you've got your best player back in the team, your best leader. So, you know, and he'll take a bit of pressure off Adam Reynolds. And he's so... Well, he means a, a lot to their attack because he played that link role that we see so many other back rowers do, like you see a Cam Murray or a Victor Radley play or a Zayo for their respective teams. They're that link player with, with the halves, and I think that's what Broncos have missed without Carrigan being there, as well as all the other work that he gets through. Now, it's now jotted my memory, by the way, and uh, Jubby at Paul Macquarie sent this through. Mm. Um, Foxy Cleopatra is the female sidekick in yes, Austin Powers. Austin Powers, yeah. Gold member, says Jubby. And you remember who played Foxy Cleopatra? None other than Beyonce. the great Beyonce. Hmm. So Sexy all round. Yeah, hot Well, Beyonce. that's what I said, you know. Didn't, did you not pick that up earlier? I said it'll be a sexy horse to follow. You know, it's a groovy name. It's one of these names that it's people a, it's will a go to name. the races. It's a what name? Groovy. groovy. <laughs> it, one of these horses where people will go to the races and just, uh, I love Foxy Cleopatra. <laughs> It'll be a cult following. It'll be a cult following. I'm telling you. There'll be banners at the races. Oh, my God. Go the Fox. Come on, Foxy. Please win tomorrow. Come on. Yeah. What are you laughing about? I love this. So instead of Loz buying a chicken shop, he buys a bloody horse. Is that a G up on the text line as well? Yeah, we didn't get the message about the horse, did mm. we? About the chicken shop. Just the chicken shop. Mm. Now, Adam pengilly has got a lot of contacts and you know information. Mm. I wonder if he had any sort of inkling about your foray back into horse ownership. Morning to you, Adam. Morning, Jared. Morning, boys. You've kept this very quiet, Loz. Very, very quiet. I'm a bit concerned about that. Yeah, I have, Adam. I didn't want to tell anyone. I wanted to surprise everyone. And I didn't want to announce it until Foxy started running. But she'll be running tomorrow. And very excited. Yeah. Tell, tell me this. Four jump-outs in preparation for its debut <laughs> run. That, to me, stinks of an absolute plunge about to happen. <laughs> uh, four jump-outs. You're getting a ready. You're getting a couple of jump-outs. You didn't tell jump me there outs. were four. Well. You were talking this down. This is 550 into 370, and you've told us nothing. Well, mm. I'm waiting for the signal. 
<laughs> I might I have missed the signal. Shouts <laughs> things I've missed it. <laughs> I haven't read the emails. <laughs> he's waiting for the signal from T Bus. <laughs> yeah, T Bus. I'll get it. We'll have to get him on the program. Definitely. Yeah. Well, in all seriousness, was I did notice her last jump out, and she she found the line pretty well. But was she, was she the one that was stuck in the barriers and missed the kick by about yes. three mm. points? Yes. We watched that one. Okay. Yeah. What do you reckon, Jared? There was a you know they snagged her back just to yeah, try, yeah. And, try and hide her. Well, she will be better over further distance, though, Adam. Yeah, it sounds like you're on the circuit, was. Better, better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm not good at six o'clock at night, but about midnight, I come into my own. Look out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we saw the Golden Slipper winner, Fireburn trial. Yeah, she looked pretty good yesterday at Warwick yeah. Farm, Jared. Um, bit hard to watch the majority of that trial given the hazy or foggy conditions there yesterday at Warwick Farm, but she just poked her nose through late in the last 100 metres or so and hit the line relatively nicely under Brenton Abdullah. So I think Gary Fortelli is aiming at the run to the Rose on Saturday week, obviously on the path towards the Golden Rose, where she's probably going to meet his uh, good colts to Jardin as well. So can't wait to see a couple of the better fillies back with uh, obviously herself. She's extreme potentially going around this week, and uh, we got a real test of that goal to perform at the start of three-year-old season for, the, for those spring three-year-olds. Enemo's heading towards the George, mate. Yeah, potentially. Uh, Ray Thomas written the Telegraph today that James Cummings is saying that's probably the most likely option for his second start of the spring, which is fantastic news to see him in Sydney again for another start. Um, potentially a big clash with Zaki, Jared, uh, heading towards that race. Zaki will resume, obviously, in the Tramway Stakes this weekend. I'd love to see two of the best horses in the country go against each other over the Randwick Mile. And um, it looks a really suitable race for Animo as he progresses towards the Cox Plate later in the campaign. Uh, obviously, I think... James has done this a lot in the past with all these star colts. He likes to get on the fresh side and have three, four, five weeks between runs. A real suit Animo really nicely. So at this stage, that's the plan, and I uh, can't wait to see him back at the race in a few weeks' time. We have a new ATC chairman, mate. Yeah, Peter McGoran Lodge is going to take over as the chairman of the ATC. Obviously, been on that board for the best part of six months now, and obviously with Matt McGrath's term coming to an end, uh, Peter's going to step up and do that role. And I had a chat to Peter, I think, a couple of weeks ago, actually. And uh, among some of his uh, priorities is trying to get the crowds back to some venues like Canterbury, or not so much Canterbury with the Knights, but Warwick Farm in particular. He's a massive advocate of racing at Warwick Farm in that Liverpool area. It's a, it's a huge growth area for uh, a lot of residents and different uh, sort of res- residential corridors opening up. So he wants to try and work on that. It's going to be a massive priority for him. So well done to Peter. I'm sure the ACC will be in very safe hands. Intrigued by your story or column in the Sydney Morning Herald today under the headline Red Zone, why all eight games should start at the same time. Now, tell us what you're talking about here in the final round, what's starting or kicking off all eight games at the same time, like we see on the last day in the English Premier League season. Yeah, a bit of a think tank, Jared. I, you know, I love my overseas sports, in particular the English Premier League, and I'm a massive fan. If, if ever you watch the last season, of the English uh, last day of the English Premier League season, all ten games kick off at Sunday three o'clock, and it is just absolute chaos and mayhem. If you've got a title race still going ahead, if you've got teams are trying to qualify for the Champions League. Uh, obviously promotion and relegation, but in particular relegation on that final day of the season, and it is just great theatre and. Listen, I know the broadcasters probably won't agree to it. They like having all eight games spaced out across the course of the weekend. But I think the NRL's got a real opportunity to try and make this a massive television product by having all games start on a Friday night, say, at 7.30. And I suppose from an integrity point of view, it just makes it a little bit easier for recovery time getting into the first week of the finals. And we're going to get a situation this week where, I suppose, let's put it this way, if the Broncos didn't get thrashed by the Eels last week and only had a narrow loss, well then... Virtual going to the last round of the season with the Broncos and the Raiders on the same amount of competition points and very uh, very similar for and against. And I was just thinking about thinking the Raiders get a massive advantage by waiting to the last game of the season, knowing exactly what they have to do and watching the Broncos on the Saturday night against the Dragons to qualify for the finals. And that sort of takes a bit of the inequity away as well. It's just, it's just a piece I, I've been thinking about for a while, Jared. I'm not sure it's whether it's right or wrong, but I think the NRL will, will, will think about it. Whether it goes ahead, I, I highly doubt it. But I'd, I'd love to see it. Like, would you, you guys not agree? It'd be a great television product and have viewers the chance to switch between games and choose which game they want to watch on a Friday night on both either, either 9 or 4? Love it. Yeah, I don't mind it either. Yeah, I don't mind it. I don't mind it. I, I think it, it, it is... You know, the hardest thing is going to, obviously, convince a broadcaster. Yeah. Of course, of course. Yeah. yeah. No. Uh, It'll be hard to get across the line with those, but whether the NRL can offer them some sort of you know deal in, in return, give them something else in the next broadcast cycle to say, let's trial this for, for the final round of the season. But you know we, we've got a cop this year. We're going to have the Sharks going to play the finals, obviously. Raiders are a very good chance. They're both playing on the Sunday, on the last day of the season. And the NRL is trying to schedule week one finals and recovery times. Well, you know what happens if the I don't know, for example, they have to play a team that played on Thursday night this week, and they've got an extra three days jump start mm. up the following week. I know they're only very small things, and, and I also thought That's about the prospect. 
three yeah, days. In recovery, does this time of year. Definitely. Yeah, and I've also thought about the prospect of having that weekend for, for NRLW games. Put them right in the spotlight on a Saturday mm. and Sunday and, and say, OK, you've got clean air with the men's competition finishing on the Friday night and um, see the, how it goes. The other thing it might stop too, Adam, is <coughs> if, if you know the result of the games, then you may rest players. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Like if you play after a certain team plays yeah, you and you know you can't change your position on the table, you might yeah. go, well, you know what? I'm going to withdraw six players yeah. from this game. Or the other thing, if you know you've only got – you might only have four days recovery before the first final rather than seven days recovery, yeah. significant difference, difference in and around am I going to rest blokes or not? Yeah, there's a per- two perfect examples this week. So let's say um, – Let's say Parramatta beat Melbourne on, on Thursday night. Well, the Roosters and Rabbitohs are playing for virtually nothing on Friday night, yeah. uh, virtually for a home final. So why wouldn't they rest, guys? And again, with, with the Raiders on the weekend, say if the Dragons happen to beat the Broncos on Saturday night, well, the Raiders aren't going to get beat by 40 or 50 points by the Tigers. So why would Ricky risk a couple of his stars who might be carrying niggles? So yeah. I don't know. Just food for thought, boys. I like it. You can read about that in the Sydney Morning Herald today. Thanks so much, Adam. See you, boys.